This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So the hip hop, a hippie to the hippie, you get the picture. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And Pete Donaldson's here. Good evening, sexies. Once again, it's a new week. We've got some new football stuff to talk about, don't we, gentlemen? We do. Did you hear Pete taking off with Ramble Airways there? I oh, did, yeah. It's the future. I'm still scared of that noise because it reminds me of the Hitman video game. <laughs> You've been spotted. Get out. All oh, right. Hitman. Mm. 
One for the computer game fans, yeah. Yeah. of which we know there'll be some. Pete, is it acceptable to say computer game, or do you say video game? <laughs> no, it is, video games. I've always got my computer games. I well. say computer games, but I'm paranoid. That I insist on using old. a joystick as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a separate issue, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. You've been told about that. All right, then. Um, now, here's a question for you all. If you were the best man for a referee of your choice, what would you arrange for the stag do? <laughs> this is, of course, in light of certain referees going to certain places in Spain and having a little bit of a pissy up, mm, we yeah. think. Cards but before we... marbs. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There goes my answer. Oh, no. oh. It's an occupational hazard, Spelzy. Sorry, yeah. mate. Jim Not... just came up with that. Yeah. Jim yeah. just came up with that. Excellent. So There we are. Carry on, Jim. You go first. I've <laughs> 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 got a feeling you won't be winning the point. <laughs> <laughs> At least you've got, given Pete's track record, you've got about another three or four minutes to think of another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you're last. Could exactly. be seven or eight minutes. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> or you could just give yourself the points anyway, like the... Yeah maniac despot that you are stop mm. giving away um, the future yeah sorry um, so what I, I think first of all we probably need to discuss that we're all, all probably going to choose Mike Dean and if that happens <laughs> that's fine all right? mine's, that's, not, that's mine's fine. not Mike Dean oh, great. No. mine's not Mike Dean I think I'm probably going to have the same one as yours Luke oh well, I'm possibly. first so up yours uh, no <laughs> no being Marcus yeah. um, so I, I'd go for Mike Dean and I'd, uh, I'd do sort of fairly traditional stag do stuff but with a Mike Dean sort of lilt so there'd be go-karting but I'd allow him to be like the safety car so he could just sort of <laughs> Hover in front of everyone, going no, no, like booking anyone that like that tries with, to with take a yellow like, flag. Yeah, with a yellow flag, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyone that tries to go past him, um, and after that, um, everyone would go out for yards of ale. But he'd sort of like he'd almost be like the lino on that one. He'd the, run the, the line. He'd pace out the yards. Presumably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he'd you know he'd, he'd, he'd decide who's finished it first. And I don't know. Somehow come up with a system that means you can be offside while drinking in some way, <laughs> and then punish those um, that fail. Um, his improvised system spraying vanishing spray into people's drinks on the form yeah no basically I but don't when, think no, he'd be that irresponsible no, would he when he puts a pint down mm. he goes to the bar gets a random or someone gets a pint in and puts it on the, on the, on the table mm. and he does the invi- vanishing spray around the pint <laughs> <laughs> that's where your pint is don't move it from there yeah no like a deviate <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. choose a coaster Mike no I, love it. I, I reckon that stag weekend they went on Anthony Taylor's I think it was mm, wasn't yeah. it uh, Kevin Friend was there I'm sure we'll come on to that in a minute um, <laughs> I reckon that probably involves some sort of vanishing spray the, well, do you reckon a little gag a little kind yeah, of well, must have been a little referee did, based did you gag spray him with vanishing spray then he can disappear for free yeah. <laughs> I, I saw Michael was it Michael Oliver who ran out of vanishing spray mm. this weekend he had oh, to did go he, to right. the touchline and get another one I'm just saying is it a coincidence yeah <laughs> they had a similar thing on uh, the flight back from China which I've never seen before they let off like a vanishing kind of spray into the air to kill any bugs right I've never, I've never seen, seen that, that before I think it's only Chinese flights because obviously the bird flu and stuff it was but, Michael um, Oliver there Michael Oliver was sprayed at the A's drunk as a lot he was come on lads stag do so, yeah, Excellent. That's, that's my answer. All right, like it. Luke. Um, I would go with Pierre Luigi Colina. Oh! Yeah, and I'll take him to you the crystal. Take him out of. Oh, go on. I'll take him to the crystal maze. Like it very <laughs> much. So. But obviously, you bring him out of retirement because he's retired. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. It yeah, doesn't okay, matter. Yeah, I'd, I'd dress Once him up. Once a ref, always ref. I'd dress him up as Richard, o- Richard O'Brien. Of course, you would. Because it would be perfect fit. Get Absolutely. him in the, in the suit and everything. Um, yeah, and, and uh, th- that's basically the extent of it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're tickling my, my points bone, aren't you? Yeah. You, used to, you used to be able to do Crystal Maze in Southampton, but I, I might have mentioned this before, but the final round 
I don't know why. It must Somebody been, drowned. No, it must have been health and safety or something. But you, no one drowned. Pete. Um, <laughs> you, um, you, instead of catching the silver and gold tokens, yeah. you had to punch the lights off as quick as you could. It was really oh, underwhelming. Right, right, surely, yeah. surely, at the end, you, it would be red and yellow cards. Exactly. Well, there's a two like, version of it now, so yeah, you could actually take him to, well, to do it. Apparently, the one in London's a lot better. There's yeah. one in London. I think I've done it. Permanently. Have you done it? Yeah, it's good. Surprisingly good. Kalina there or no? They have different characters that are kind of just made up. There's like a cool '90s do. There's a work actors basically. Well, working well, actors. Working actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By definition. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're very good, actually. So, uh, good. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to go. I would. Mm. Let's Pierre Luigi Kalina. But the thing is, though, if you have him as O'Brien, aren't you basically saying, here you go, Pierre Luigi, you've got to improvise a very, very difficult <laughs> job on your own stag do <laughs> to entertain us. There's always forfeits on stag do, don't yeah, there? I guess so. Mm, I've yeah. heard of worse Just forfeits. Start with a massive that. one. Yeah. Jim, Richard O'Brien, Pierre Luigi Kalina. Well, I don't know what your the yeah, problem is with that. Jacket. Jacket. Not all bald men are the same. We told wow. you this. Oh, I'll be a right judge of that. Okay. <laughs> go on, Peter. Yes. Uh, I'd go with uh, Clattenburg. Mm-hmm. I'd take him to the Postal Museum that's opening later this year. All right. <laughs> so you could lick away on them stamps. <laughs> lick, lick, lick. Do that licky thing. Oh, lick, okay, lick, yeah, lick. get it. Oh, yeah. I, I, got it. I, I, I'd show, I got that before. I'd show him the tunnel and then treat him to lick a whole... Stack of penny blacks or penny red. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really weird expensive. reptilian tongue. Yeah, they're really expensive. <laughs> yeah, do you yeah, want to stag do? You know, yeah, it's a stag do. Yeah, push push out the boat. Do you want to explain that to people who aren't used to being in your company and want to necessarily make the leap that you've made? Mark Clattenberg once did a funny licky mouth that everyone knows. Mm. <laughs> it was in the Champions League final. It was yeah. in the Champions League fair. final. Well, you, and, yeah. you remember he's also a referee, right? Yes. Again, so, I'm trying he, to make it sure that Pete remembers. And he's a referee. And the Postal Museum involves a lot of, well, stamps. But I don't I don't think... <laughs> I mean, it's not the main feature. No, no, the main feature is the uh, underground the postal Tyrone train. Statue. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, if you go to the Postal Museum and they've got a load of stamps there, mm. the last thing they want is you to be licking them. I think that if it's Mark Lamberg, yeah, hijinks, mate. Stag do hijinks. Yeah, yeah. Sense of fun. What I would say is, as Pete, he probably worked backwards. He probably you're not a security guard in the Postal Museum. No, but I'm just saying it's refer- not even open. Stop trying to put yourself in the shop window. Referees are the type of people who would respect the process. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's moving abroad soon. He won't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think that uh, Pete started off with Clattenburg, went for the for the licky tonguey business, yeah. and I thought. Oh, where's this going to go? <laughs> I was very pleased that you went for the. Uh... <laughs> it was a weight off all our minds. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to collect stamps. Here we go. Oh, again, S- again settling. relieved. Settling. <laughs> <laughs> and femurs. Um, no. and, uh, Each childhood. And to mount them into the books, you use a tiny little kind of, um, like a thin sort of plasticky piece of paper. Okay, yeah. Uh, like a kind of adhesive sticker that you yeah. have to lick. So you could lick them and mount his own. Have you still got your collection? No. Okay, why not? Uh, I'm an ex-philatelist. Okay, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> right. I also had a lot of coins that my dad collected when he was in the Navy, but my mum just threw them out. Okay. Mm. That's not you. I mean, <laughs> that's your dad being a collector, not you, isn't it? <laughs> Somebody emailed in this week and said uh, that Electric Six, the band who did Gay Bar, did, uh, did a whole song about Hartlepool. I've had a listen. It's all about Hartlepool. Is it? Is that right? Inexplicably. Where are they I- from? They're, uh, they're, they're from you, Detroit. Yeah, they're I, American, I thought yeah. they were American. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you hear I said Detroit then? Yeah. <laughs> it's enjoyable. <laughs> Can Detroit, I answer? Yeah, you're answering my question. Oh, the edit, mate. Um, oh, the edit. Yeah. I haven't got the point. I've See you there. Well, you. I've come up with another answer. Oh, have you now? I would uh, take Paul Durkin on a stag do, <laughs> and I'd <laughs> handcuff Paul Skulls to him. <laughs> Why? It's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Like uh, father and son. Okay. You well, know. how would you have access to Paul Skulls? Oh, for, it's an opening question. It's not like is it, is it like play with a legend? Stamps. You got for a grand. There's no way Paul, well, Paul Skulls doesn't really do anything. No. And there's no way you are getting a man out of the house by saying, "Do you want to come to Paul Durkin's stag do?" I would, I would love to see you attempt to do that because they're not going to be up for it. It'll no, be great. Uh, Luke's got the point. Thank you very much. Crystal-
crystal maze. You could you could have um, mentioned the crystal maze. You could have done Paul Olcock and worked in some Paro de Canio type vibe into it. Well, could yeah. have done that, you know. Anyway, mm. you've, you've had you had your chance now. I'll take the points. Take him on the swings. Cannot <laughs> go. He likes to be pushed. Um, let's go to the Premier League, Peter. All right, former Newcastle man Andros Townsend. Scored a lovely goal for Crystal Palace. Nice it, to see him with a smile on his face. It's a big uphill task now for West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I put out there on Twitter, thank you very much is for it, liking that is tweet. Is it mathematically possible? Of course it's mathemat- yeah. mathematically possible, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's a poor result. They've missed a golden opportunity there. <laughs> it's um, not a golden opportunity, Marcus. <laughs> it was a golden opportunity to move within eight, to, to eight points from a Champions League spot. You're and in the Crystal Dome so, and you've got five seconds. See, the thing is, people say, oh, what are you talking about? It's true. Had the results gone the way I said, they would have been eight points off a chance. Yeah. Even you don't believe take that. that away from you. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> it's statistically <laughs> almost also, correct. As well, it seems like it doesn't matter what Man United do, they'll be sixth. Yeah, yeah so, right. You know, um, well, they did drop they points, can, Yeah, no, go, but seemingly they're never going to move out of sixth regardless <laughs> of the results. Do you guys, so do you guys know how many days Man United have been sixth? Um, I know no. exactly how many days. Mm, ten. Th- thinking about it, it might not be exactly because I think... <laughs> The article might be a couple of days old, but give, give, or, t- <laughs> give or take. Give or take two they've been, days. They've been sixth for 138 days. That is Blimey. insane. Yeah, I think that must be some sort of record. Has to be. <laughs> yeah. Has to be. Um, but it was a great win for Palace. A much-needed win for it Palace. Sacco has started uh, the last two games for them. Two clean sheets. Is it a coincidence, Jim? I well, uh, you would say just probably say no. not. I don't, no. I don't think it's a coincidence that West Brom hit 40 points and then just completely piled in. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were all on um, Kevin Friends. Uh, sorry, Anthony Taylor stag do as well. Yeah, maybe they were. I think that's, that's a fair point, actually. 40 points, right, we're up. Yeah. And we're in the top half. Oh, my, we've got loads of time to play with. Well, Tony Pierce was asked about that and he sort of said, no, nah, you know, well, we prepared the same as we always do and psychologically the players seem fine and, you know, they're human beings, they have an off day type thing. But... Um, it was a surprising result, and not, it was. not least mm. for our man in the hot seat, Ed Gibson, who didn't have a uh, didn't have a winning bet of the week, so we need a new person for that because mm. he, he backed a, a West Brom win. But um, the only other teams that have won at the Hawthorns in the league this season are Manchester United, Manchester City, and Everton. It's been mm. a real fortress yeah. for West Brom. It's a hu- hugely surprising result, and I thought um, I thought Zaha played well. Obviously, took his goal well. He, he actually took his goal very well. He did. It was really good. He took it in a way where um, I think it was Chris Brunt actually covering. Um, <clears throat> just didn't want to make a tackle. That mm. that sort of power chest mm. to control mm. it. Thought. I'm in the penalty area it's here, too quick. Take, take me down if you want. And he just didn't want it, and then Zaha was able to, to yeah. put it away. Yeah, and talking of power chests and that kind of uh, vibe, Palace didn't get bullied by West Brom. Mm. No. And West Brom have done that to teams, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. But also, I think, I wonder if um, this is obviously Allardyce's um, ta- like style starting to settle in, in, you know, in the, the minds and muscle memory of the, uh, of the Palace players, <laughs> because um, I think, you know... Palace did look demoralised, didn't they, under Pardew? And I wonder if... Um, you well, know, even the, the, for periods under Allardyce, they have. Yeah, well, absolutely. But I wonder if sort of like the new manager bounce can be sort of offset by the fact that, that you know it, t- it takes a bit of time to lift yourself up and that, that's why we're kind of starting to see that happen now. But, um, but yeah, they were, they were great. And what a goal from Townsend as well. It's a perfect, you know, perfect example of the work ethic that Allardyce has instilled in them, that he won it effectively on the edge of his own box, was then shrugged off the, uh, mm. shrugged off the defender and, and, and just, just forced it in. He did. They shoot it down there. They've got such a decent... Yeah. Scores. Absolutely, the <laughs> players are too good for them to be where they are, and you, you know you often hear that about teams. But it's been profoundly true of but Palace. The, the concentration of Townsend, as you say, like it showed when he scored. He didn't celebrate; he just fell on the floor because he no, was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was quite liked about the goal was just before that he had a chance, a golden opportunity to put it two 0 and, and he and he and it was saved well by uh, mm. by by Foster. 
Uh, and then, as, as Jim said, he essentially ran the whole length of the field, showed good strength to, to fend off the West Brom. He uses both feet but very well. He does, and uh, we did in that in, in that in that in that instance. Uh, it was a fantastic result for them, hugely psychologically beneficial for them too. I actually thought Craig Dawson was a bit disappointing. He played really well against Bournemouth. I, he played so well against Bournemouth, I sort of I, I really noticed it, which is rare yeah. for a player like Craig Dawson, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But he played um, he played um, he played Zaha on, I think, for the, or played played someone on for for the first goal and the second goal. He didn't sh- sort of show himself mm. in glory, but um, Elliot from Newcastle Uni is emailed in. And uh, on behalf of all West Bromwich Albion fans, I'd like to politely request you stop talking about us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're doing absolutely fine until everyone starts noticing well, well, that we're having a good season, he says. My, that was my, well, we have mentioned them a number of times about their good season, but I think that West Brom, with uh, the pressure that has uh, suddenly been heaped upon them in the last few days, mo- mo- mainly by myself, I just think they buckled. Yeah. Yeah. They thought, we've got a chance here. Mm, I think there is small-minded. A, we've, got, we've got a but chance to, a, to, to try and get to the Champions League. We're only se- eight points off if we win this. On a semi-serious <laughs> note, um, I do think there is something in that. Mm. I, do, I do think if, if you are a team who's used to going under the radar mm. and, talk, and, and not being talked about an awful lot, you're not a fashionable side and you're not expected to win anything mm-hmm. and all you're expected is to battle against relegation and the only way you're part of the wider football conversation is because you're battling against relegation. Yeah. It would be a bit of a change to have people say how great you're doing and it would be, I mean, I think, I personally think that players definitely do read the pages of, of the newspapers and despite what they say, I think it might affect them psychologically in, in some small well, way. Look, well, look at um, if they were putting in these performances last season and there was a bigger story in the form of Leicester and stuff like that, you'd think that um, they'd probably have a better time of it, and they'd probably probably make an even better fist of it than they're doing this year. If they, if they were having a good, as good a run as this one, and obviously yeah, last season, this, this season the big story is Chelsea running away with the league. Last season, Leicester came from nowhere and, and managed to win it. I think they probably would have had a few more points on the, on the table because people would, wouldn't be talking quite so much about mm. their performances. I know what you mean. I see what you're saying. Well, I think it depends what type of manager you have as well, because clearly someone like Ranieri, when Leicester were doing really, really well, he keeps the place quite relaxed, he's quite jovial, and he keeps the mood light. And that works. Pulis does not do that. Pulis does not do that. But when the focus uh, changed to Leicester, you know, they just they couldn't handle being champions, and they haven't done, and we all know what's Mm. happened there. Whereas with West Brom, Pulis is very much, you know. Uh, likes to bully teams, you know. Sometimes there can be a little bit of a backs to the walls kind of mentality there, and so on and so forth. But you're right when you when things are going well. Crystal Palace come along, and everyone said, "Oh, we should win that." Yeah, you should win that. Your firm favourites. This shouldn't be too much of a, um, a hassle, of yeah. a hassle for you. Yeah, it does change the dynamic. Well, one thing that is also interesting is the relative popularity of Tony Pulis around West Brom. I, I'm only basing this on anecdotal evidence, but I, I get the impression he's not actually that popular at West Brom at all. Mm. And um, I, I read an article a while back <clears throat> um, where someone was, in my opinion, stupidly saying, "Oh, Tony Pulis will never be considered for the Arsenal job with Engelis because he's not fashionable." And that's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is I shared that with a friend of mine, who's a West Brom fan, and he said. Yeah, they can have him, as far as I'm concerned. And, they, and, and that's oh, this season. It's funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so uh, it might be the fact that they don't like the way they play or the mm. fact that he's a bit competitive and they play four centre-backs and stuff. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So you, got, you can't really know that thing unless you're really amongst it as, as a fan of the club. What, I, what I would say is, and, and Pulis would very much say this in his defence, I'm sure, and you can't blame him for that. Pulis would sort of say, what do you want? Mm. You know, we're battling for Champions League spots. No, here, come on. No, but he would, say, he would say, you know, we are comfortably top half. We're having a great season. I... What what more realistically well, do you want? Isn't it more that you know the fans when they go and see their club they want to be at least entertained? And I know that that's an incredibly sort of um, you know um, it's subjective, isn't it? Yeah, well, absolutely. And also, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for and, and sort of appreciate the success you have. But you know, some people, even if it, it means their their team are winning, aren't necessarily going to want to go along and, and watch a, a dour game. And I don't necessarily think West Brom have played that sort of 
in that way. I think, you know, they've, they've clearly got a lot about them. Um, but what but Tony Pulis delivers is like existential crises at clubs. I mean, at Stoke, <laughs> he delivered them an existential crisis where they were so consistently normal mm, yeah. that they didn't really know what to do. They yeah. like, oh, we can't, well, we can't really... I mean, the most we can hope for is to win a cup, which didn't happen for them. They're close. Yeah, we can't, we can't really do anything else. And, and he's in danger of delivering that at West Brom now. Isn't that the most that most teams can hope for, though? Of course it is. Well, no, but what I'm saying is there's more of a romanticism, more of a swashbuckling sort of, here, thanks for all the memories type thing if you battle bravely against relegation every season. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. is essentially a victim of his own success yeah, in that mm, way. It is. But, I mean, it, Moderate success. All, all, I'm saying is, all I'm saying is the people who support the team will know more about the type of football they're playing, how boring it is yeah. or isn't, because they go and watch Quite, it. We don't. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, and, and the only person that uh, we've heard from who's a West Brom fan has told us not to talk about West Brom. Exactly. So if you're a West Brom fan, then I'll never get in touch or don't, perhaps. I imagine at the end of this game, Steve Parrish probably went, Tony, don't forget that check. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, I'll catch you afterwards. Today. I'll yeah. catch you afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Just grab, you grab can buy me a beer. Yeah. Start paying it off. Um, um, this also featured my favourite dive I think I've ever seen. Did you mm. see Salomon Rondon dive and sort it, of no. did a sort of bum slide? It was very weird. I, I, seen I, I didn't see that, Jim. Very, very odd. It's on oh, it was that. a lunge luge sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We must check that out. Uh, Manchester United dropped points at home to Bournemouth, of course. Kevin Friend came in for some criticism. Mm. He was uh, he was on the stag do. And yeah. Dennis Stagg doing in Marbella, of course. I uh, find it hard to believe that referees hang out with each other. I, I like it. Yeah. I, 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 I know they have to probably for their job and stuff, but like only at like AGMs and stuff, presumably. I wonder if they're so closely monitored that they can't be seen to be sort of corrupt in any way, so they yeah. have to hang out with each other in a big house. Is yeah. there a WhatsApp group? <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're oh, almost like certainly a WhatsApp In fact, I know there is, because when I ch- uh, talked to Howard Webb, he told me quite a few things that didn't maybe make it into the into the interview about <laughs> people being happy when certain referees did this wrong because yeah, they were unpopular yeah. and people chatting about it on WhatsApp. So there definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely, definitely was. But I remember this this story reminded me of um, someone once told me they saw Rob Styles. Remember Rob Styles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He retired as a, as a top level ref in two thousand nine, um, citing a lack of support from the FA. Essentially, he made loads of really bad decisions, <laughs> and they were like, "What do you want us to do?" Rob? Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he, he he was apparently seen. He's from Portsmouth. Rob Styles. He's from Waterlooville, just outside Portsmouth. And apparently, he was seen smashing the beers back once um, I, I, I can't remember exactly what, what year or, or what era it was but so apparently he was a bit of a party animal so yeah, maybe fantastic. they all are well, do you know, it reminds me um, of uh, that thing um, Mr Burley said uh, commentating Craig Burley um, I forget which game I think it might have been a Scottish Premier League game very reverential Mr it, Burley yeah. Mr Burley I couldn't remember his first name <laughs> and uh, it Excellent. took me a second <laughs> so please, it's, good, it's good you say Craig because it could have been confused with George Burley absolutely yeah, yeah, his, his, his father Pierre <laughs> Burley's husband yeah. all of the Burleys yeah um, and he said, he was moaning about the referee. Do you remember this? I said this a few years ago on the show. He was moaning about the referee. It was a wonderful moment where he went, oh, blimey, you know, I bet he's a right, uh, I bet it's a right sour pussy is or something like that. Cool. Imagine, like, going around to his house on a Saturday night, phew, get his whistles out, give him a little blow. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. He's, like, really wanting to cane this ref, but clearly yeah. he couldn't say what he really wanted to say because he was on live television, so he tried to go down this alleyway of saying oh, he was a bit fa- boring. Family-friendly criticism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not just literally just criticising for his job. Yeah, like, his, yeah his essentially. Whistles. Oh, mm. what? Go, go around your house and manage a team? Exactly the same thing. Oh, imagine going around Craig Burley's house on a Saturday night, <laughs> listen to him commentate on Strictly Come Down. <laughs> Pathetic. Goggle box. Yeah. Oh, Put dear. your teeth in, Craig. Um, Kevin Friend, he didn't realise he'd booked Sermon twice. Yeah, this, this, was, well, this, this is, is always enjoyable, isn't it, for a new yeah. Apparently he got a uh, he got a nod from the bench, I believe. Yeah. It took him a couple of minutes to send Sermon off, didn't it? Yeah. To be fair to me, he had other stuff on. <laughs> yeah, we, there was, he was trying to fish out the game, but I think... I mean... 
fine, but at least he's rectified that mistake. Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. he's done a grand pole and he's let him on, stayed on the, kept him on the pitch yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. I know, but the, the big news that are coming out of that one, of course, is that Ibrahimovic and Tyrone Mings yeah. have both been charged um, with violent conduct. And we, seem, we think that Mings was a bit unlucky, perhaps. I, I think that people have accepted, essentially, without question, that Mings deliberately stamped on, on Zatan's sort of side of his head. I'm not sure it was deliberate. I, I, don't, think I, don't, it might, I don't think it was either. Even Even it, be... Having seen it so many times, it's still really difficult to know, is it? Because he does glance over, but it, it, it's very difficult to see if he actually glances over enough to, to see him. And he's, mm. he's got to jump over Rooney anyway. <laughs> I would not be stamping on Zlatan. He'd kick your head off. He'd stamp on your head in or the air. He'd elbow you in the face. Or in the or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone Mings jumped into his elbow. <laughs> yeah, Tyrone Mings stamps on his head and then tries to headbutt Ibrahimovic's elbow. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, basically what Zlatan <laughs> said, isn't it? I mean, I don't want to jump on the back of referees for, for no reason. I, I do think that Kevin Friend, and I've, I've been critical of him in the past, as we all know, nobody's friend and all that. Um, I, I think he got the, both the penalty decisions correct. I, mm. I thought that I thought the um, the Man United penalty yeah, was a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was definitely a penalty. I mean, mm. if you're gonna if you're gonna jump up, I know it was fairly close. But if you're deliberately gonna make your body as big as you can to block a cross, yeah, I thought it was, a and big, it yeah. hits you in the hand or the arm. I mean, you deserve everything you get. Really. Fair so, to say, he's gained an advantage. Quite so, mm. though, yeah, exactly, because he stopped the cross. Those two, um, those two decisions were correct. Mm. I thought if you look at the Mings thing with the stamp, it, was, well, it wasn't even a stamp, really. Yeah. For me, a stamp is an actual stamp. Mm. Like yeah, you're yeah. stamping it's your not, feet. Yeah, landing you, on. If someone. you look at the context, Mings as a defender is trying to get back as quick as he can. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do quite, a, he's trying to execute quite a large leap. Yeah, and he and he does catch that hand, and maybe there's a punishment for that. I don't know, but in terms of a deliberate stamp, because the, the report today is saying that both of them have been charged with violent conduct. So that hand's going to get three games, which is a stand. For, for what he's done I don't think anyone could question that uh, but Mings is probably going to get more games to me the Zlatan thing was unquestionably a deliberate act mm. I don't know you could say the Mings won yeah, more although I guess um, if, if the FA are looking at it and they've come to the conclusion that he meant it uh, they're basing it on that, aren't they? They're yeah, probably I, not introducing the sort of fudge of did he or didn't he. I understand they've got that. to make a firm decision. I understand and accept that, but I don't think I think that's erroneous. I don't think you can establish that. I don't, I don't think you can. It's not like um, you know, if you think of I, I don't want to name any players because I don't want to get in trouble legally. But there are play, You all know there are players in the past who have, who have stamped a, yeah. a, a defender will come in a slide mm. tackle and someone stamped on them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is unquestionably it a stamp. It should like be punished accordingly. But I, I don't think it was one. No, I and don't. So, um, oh god, just brought a chair. It's a conspiracy. Um, but anyway, that's, that's just my, my 10 pence. No, I, I, mean, I do agree. It was a good point for Bournemouth, though. We it can't was. get away from that. Yeah. It, they're down to 10 men, especially. They're five points off the relegation zone. A vital point, Jim. Mm. Absolutely. We were talking a little while ago about how there have been Man United fans who've um, who've been quite critical of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And we, we sort of laughed at it a little bit because they've, they've, he's scored a lot of goals. But they've said, yeah, but if you watch him every week, he does miss chances he should put away. And the penalty is an obvious example of that. But in the first half as well, he overcomplicated what effectively should have been a sitter and, and it got away from them and, and you, you can see actually that you know that, that, that there is something to what they're saying to some degree obviously you know it's not to take anything away from him but, if but he, take... he had he had a really good opportunity to, to make that easier oh, for them early on of course and he obviously missed a penalty in, uh, but he's also caught, been caught off sideboard than they're playing the Premier League oh, right. season I think mm. I think um, that's, but, uh, that's just... particularly infuriating for but, a, an older player I think of course but if you flip it on its, on its head you could also argue potentially that that's because he's so relied upon that he's so much more in focus that people notice it a lot more. And if you look at, I mean, what what seems to be the case now in the Premier League is that players are such athletes these days. If they choose to go bank of four and a bank of five or two banks of four, like Bournemouth essentially had to do old yeah. travel because they're down to ten men. Very very hard to break them down. We've seen it with Liverpool. We've seen it at Burnley do it at home very well mm-hmm. every week <clears throat> or every other week. When you've got an X-Factor type player like Zlatan, who you rely upon to win you games, mm-hmm. if he has an off day, then you can't win. 
and um, he did have an off day. He was, I think, Tyron Mings did a good job and sort of <clears throat> kept taking his focus away. But I don't know if it's absolutely fair to completely hold Zlatan responsible for then not delivering when oh, no one else is delivering. No, but really. I, I, don't, I don't think anyone's necessarily doing that. Pogba, again, he had a chance late on that he scuffed, didn't he? And regardless of the price tag, your big players have to deliver in moments like he, that. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't particularly calm at that No, instance. he wasn't, was he? He also, um, he, he, he had a shot that went sort of just wide of the, of the far post again. And like... Is it me, or does that happen to him in every single game they play? It seems like he just misses, <laughs> you know and he's I've quite unlucky. Today? I've noticed that when it comes to a certain passage of play with Pogba, particularly in the final third and, and when, they're, when they're pushing for a goal, he seems to always look for a killer pass. You, you've, you don't really see Pogba very often like just recycling possession. Mm. In the, in the, I know he's a different player to a Herrera or Carrick, yeah. but sometimes when... I don't know, if you react to me, just as an individual, as a football fan, when you've got a team maybe 20 minutes from the end, they're chasing the game, and... These players, and there's lots of examples of this in the past in the Premier League, they just look for this killer pass or they'll shoot. And, and you're not going to get the run. You're not going to get the run that late in the game because what, people are knackered. And, but what you also immediately do is you just relieve the pressure on the defence because they yeah. think, great, it's gone beyond for a goal kick. Now we can have another couple of minutes because mm. Bournemouth were hugely time wasting as well, you know, trying to run the yeah. clock down as you'd expect. So yeah. I think Pogba maybe needs to not try and go for the killer pass the whole time. Uh, absolutely. It was a great point for Bournemouth, though, as we said. Fantastic. Really, really <clears throat> important for them to, to sort of uh, stem the flow, essentially stem the bleeding because yeah. they were, they were in, in, not in free fall, but they were going, only going. One great way, result to build on. Right, also, yeah. there was a wonderful thing um, that you don't see very often that was in the post-match interview when Jason Tindall, the assistant manager for Bournemouth, came out. And um, I love this when you see an assistant manager who's clearly not media trained because um, they're not in front of the cameras very much and they're quite nervous. So they sort of rock back and forth or from side to side while they're right. giving their interview, and it's just really distracting to look at. And did I love get, it. And I think we should see more of it. Did he get sent to the stands? I don't think so. I don't know why Eddie Howe didn't do the interview, but um, okay, right. I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, Man United seventh home draw this season. Not good enough. Yeah, well, I, think, I think they're over reliant on Zlatan, basically. Um, are Swansea over reliant on Paul Clement? Well, Paul that's Clement. It. If, you're, if you're going to be over reliant on someone, the manager's a pretty good place to start. <laughs> yeah. They have been blooming marvellous under him. Been. He took over when they were at bottom of the league. They're now five points from the relegation zone. They've won five out of eight since he took over. A couple of those defeats have been against good teams. Yeah, it has been, yeah, yeah. But Lorente proved his value once again. What Uh, a player to have when you're fighting relegation. Absolutely right, yeah, last gasp. Paul Clement said he hadn't celebrated a goal like that with as much gusto since uh, Sergio Ramos' equaliser for Real Madrid in the Champions League. Name dropping. Name dropping. You forget though, don't you? Well, you know, when I was celebrating that equaliser. Yeah. (laughs) There was probably a time at Bayern once or twice as well. But yeah, (laughs) the Cosmopolitan Tim Sherwood. I turned around to Carlo, I said, I knew we'd get that. He's like he's like Tim Sherwood who's been on to finishing school. <laughs> not not football finishing school, like you know, yeah. traditional finishing school. I know what I, you mean. I, I, Lorente is just I mean, I love watching Lorente play. He's a classic old type centre forward. He's got a great all round game. Mm-hmm. Fouls a defender to get above him. Yeah, yeah. But, but but the thing is, a forward knows it's like you've only got to get away with that once. But did, did was do you think that was a foul maybe with for the winning goal? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a little... Its, in its own, on its own terms, yeah. yes, but it happens all the time. I mean, Peter Crouch does that every single mm. time he gets the ball in the penalty area. He yeah. up for a header. I mean, He's it, found I, things harder in the last couple yeah. of seasons as well for that very reason yeah. as well. It's also because you're getting old. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kevin Friend... Never doubt the Crouchy. D- d- despite uh, stag do antics and whatnot in Marbella, Kevin Friend did get the penalty decisions right. As fit as Anthony Taylor didn't get that one no. correct. Yeah, and, um, and the worst thing about this, by the way... <laughs> Just before we get into this, Sean Dodge complained about the referee after the game. <laughs> well, he, did he though? I don't think he did. Did he not defend he, him? He wasn't very happy with the referee after the game. <laughs> well, he, he did he, defend about the stag do. 
Yeah, we've got to give him a penalty. Anthony Taylor's still pissed. <laughs> oh, penalties for everyone. Pence, pence, pence. One pence. more round. One more pen. One more pen. <laughs> yeah, um... Oh, I th- Martin Olsen scored at the near post again, didn't he? he Loves did. doing that. Did it against Leicester as well. Such, I th- such I think, a good signing for them. Yeah, I think there's an argument that he's the best signing of the window in terms of what he's what he means to the team. I, I was really I was really pleased for them when they signed him. I think he's decent. I think he's better. As I said a number of times, he's better than his relegation record that sort of d- dictates. Um, that goal was a beauty. That flick from Sigurdsson was mm-hmm. a, a goal of genuine quality. Yeah. And, and the, on the Llorente thing, I mean, he's an all round forward. I mean, he's 32 now. I think. And he's only just 32, mm-hmm. but he's 32. He looks he's got a lot more left in the tank. That yeah. type of um, player. And if you think of and, and I understand it's because the relative quality of the other Sunderland players but stick with me here everyone's talking about Jermaine Defoe how many goals he mm-hmm. scored I think he's got 13 this season Llorente's got 11 in the mm-hmm. Premier League wow. with, with I think 7 fewer starts mm. I think I'm right a, the stats are similar to that at sure. the very least so he's having a fantastic season and his goals are are, are Essentially, completely key to other staff. Well, didn't they have to warn Chelsea off him in the January transfer window? Yeah, yeah there was talk. There you, was talk and you can see, I mean, you can see why it's a sort of short-term fix. And you, I think, at the time they were having a few problems, maybe with Diego Costa. Yeah. He could play that system very well. He could. Mm. We've talked a bit about referees just before we go um, for a quick break. We've got to mention Clattenburg. He won't be refereeing in the FA Cup quarterfinals. He'll be in charge of the Crown Prince Cup final in Saudi Arabia. I love that. A quarterfinal or a final? Oh, I'm more a man for a final, <laughs> to be honest. Can I get another tattoo? Yeah. Can I get a tattoo of the quarterfinal? Yeah. Can I get a tattoo of the bracket? Crown Prince Cup final. Yeah. Put that on your arm. Yeah. Hey, there we are. Have you got any more information about the Crown Prince Cup final, Mark? Because perhaps the team's involved or, you know, uh, who's, mm. who's going for it? I'll tell you at the break. <laughs> I'm so fancy. But you already know, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the football ramble. I'm so fancy. But you already know. Just sensational. Sensational. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, um, everybody. Um, so now we're all FA with the Crown Prince Cup final. Mm. That yeah. is uh, absolutely that wonderful. Very, I mean, we could edit that bit out. It might be boring. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe so we, we should. Well, yeah, maybe we it's should. a very revealing uh, in, uh, advert break. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Really absolutely. Works. But, ladies and gentlemen, here's something for you, um, because that clearly wasn't. Um, don't forget <laughs> to check us out on Instagram, where you can find us re-inducting entrance into the Dean Windus Hall of Fame every Tuesday, instagram.com forward slash the Football Ramble. Yeah, worth a check. We've well, had, um, we've, for those of you who have missed out so far, but want to sign up soon we've had uh, Ian Wright and Ryan Giggs so far yeah all full of lovely footage everything get all following us on. check out our stories guys yeah, they look it. great yeah Insta's all round I mean, don't go anywhere near some of Pete's stories but the, no. the football ramble Instagram stories are a, a safe they're a very safe short haven. they're very short and they always end the same way let's call them work safe <laughs> <laughs> and well Pete's going to read out some of your stories now with some emails I always forget the emails come so quickly yeah. some, so quick and so fast you've already read one out you should have warmed yourself up I know yeah. um, uh, hi ramble team this is from uh, Karen Kerr hello Karen Kerr <clears throat> as We've heard a lot about embarrassing dads. I thought I'd share a few highlights of my mother's football behaviour over the years. Oh. Background: She's from South Africa, a huge Tottenham fan, mainly due to the fact that Arsenal toured South Africa in the early sixties and created a load of Arsenal fans. So, being contrary, she decided to support the rivals. <laughs> I like that. Uh, things that she has made me and my sister endure. Uh, she made a primary school age boy cry when she told him he couldn't come into my birthday party with an Arsenal shirt on. She did let him in, but I don't think he enjoyed the party. She pretend. <laughs> she pretend- <laughs> She pretends to fall over on the tube and knock off Arsenal hats. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's incredible. She, she has stood at the top of the stairs at Wembley and accidentally tripped up opposing fans. They all stumbled, and when turning around and seeing this five-foot woman, all apologised to her. That is that amazing. That staircase is perilous. <laughs> I know. It's about, it's about 50 steps. If it was the escalator as well, you just keep on falling. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, she delights in buying new underwear when we go to away games and then picks the youngest-looking steward to search her bags to see how embarrassed she can make him. Oh, my goodness. And this, uh, she, this, is, she, this is top draw. She saved up to travel around Europe and left two weeks earlier than planned to try and get a ticket to see Spurs play Feyenoord in the Netherlands in 74. She got a ticket, but the whole stand was kicked out after five, 15 minutes due to rioting. She swears she had nothing to do with it. <laughs> a likely ah. story. Yeah. yeah. Overall, well, overall, she's a very cool footballing mother. She never swears or anything, uh, but she does something to say things like, you stupid man, at the referee. She, she regularly assaults people. Yeah. 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 I was about yeah. to say, she's, swear. Stones. If she's, she's had a season she's, ticket for 20 years. She can swear it off. I'm not worried about that. No. Wow. <laughs> Stop um, assaulting people. I'm detecting a theme here. We've started talking about this for a while now. Yeah. And the, the mums are always worse than the dads. Yeah. <laughs> the, dads the dads are quite bad, but in like a really sort of rub- way, rubbish way. way. That's <laughs> genuinely sinister. <laughs> What else you got, Peter? Uh, my highlight. Uh, can we do a highlight of the week here? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't run a tight The system's ship. broken and yeah. Pete broke it. Well, yeah. you don't look at the emails, so I can't help. I don't know what I'm doing with the emails most of the time. Can I do a highlight of the week here? Do what you want, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, check the emails. Yeah. If it says, if it says, search for the word highlight, yeah. and then we're, put that um, in. Pete, if you whack an absolute link in while you're here, <laughs> you want to re-answer the opening question, go oh, ahead. What's uh. coming up on D-Max, you prick? <laughs> <laughs> Shows about Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my highlight of the week comes this is uh, Tom uh, my highlight of the week comes with the return of Major League Soccer to our screens yeah, whilst, yeah. whilst watching Orlando, Orlando City versus New York my attention was drawn to the chance of the American fans which could only be described as somewhat of a camp upgrade oh, on this. our traditional British classics this is Britain. I it's felt brilliant. immediately compelled to share my two favourites with you the first from Orlando City fans was NYC FC you ain't got no history bit rich considering your old club was founded six months after them <laughs> they're still right there aren't they and yeah. the second came from the Orlando City City fans. Could I sing it? If you want, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm right on the sound. It was, oh, bitch, get off the pitch. Get <laughs> off the pitch. <laughs> move, yeah, so move, bitch, get off the yeah, pitch. Yeah, uh, ludicrous. Ludicrous. He's in grey all over it. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the Orlando City, did you see the purple wall? I haven't seen they've that. They've got no. their fans, I think they're the colours. Oh, they're going and after the yellow wall, uh, Dortmund yellow wall. Right, yeah. Okay. A bit of the old uh, the flares and the smoke and all nice. that kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. Purple wall. Uh, there was somebody uh, by the name of Buddy who wants to basically rinse his friend. Uh, a lot of uh, Charlton fans went uh, to Belgium for some kind of unity protest hmm. Three, what are you doing that for he's putting his fingers up for this is at home oh right okay sorry two fingers up at a ramble intern and all round busybody Joel who's in the room and, 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 and Charlton and, yeah well yeah. Marcus you should be a bit more accurate with your yeah. swear, swear words yeah. to be honest I mean a bit more accurate yeah, just you, pretty, you, you look like you're swearing at me while I was doing the emails that's, not, that's fine two, two for the price <laughs> of one yeah. which you do anyway yeah, so don't worry fire. about it all right. fingery yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having a go at me for being unprofessional he stops and queries what's going on anyway so they all went over three Hundred or so uh, of us went over and made our voices heard loud and clear to Roland de Châtelet, mm. de Châtelet uh, that we want him out of our club. On top of this, a mate of mine managed to make a complete tear of himself on Belgian TV, shouting. And I've watched this on YouTube; it's very funny. He shouted instead of sh- shouting, "We want de Châtelet out. We want Charlton out." <laughs> <laughs> Rather, than we want Roland out. Damn! We, we laughed, we just uh, it was on live. Tele- he did it twice. That's what I like about. Yeah. He doubled down. That is his chance. Beautiful. That yeah. was his chance. Hashtag was we want Charlton out. Thank you, buddy. When, when I was when I used to go to front and park a bit more regularly, and Harry Redknapp was the manager, they used to sing. Um, it was when they were in the championship. Yeah. They used to sing. Um, E-I-E-I-E-I-O up the football league we go and the words are when we get promotion this is what we'll sing we are Portsmouth we are Portsmouth Harry is our king there's a guy who used to stand next to quite a lot he used to say we are Portsmouth we are Portsmouth Harry is our team 
<laughs> you, I, I'll, I'll say to you, you know that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's what, sweet. What are you doing? Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Peter. Uh, what? Oh, you want, well, want some more? Uh, no, we don't. I think I've, I've, got, I've got one more. One more. Got, one more, uh, one more. Jake says, uh, I went to the pound shop on Pete's recommendation uh, after the preview show on Friday. I didn't want anything in particular. I ended up, ended up getting a baking tray, some batteries, a big bag of garlic, tomato, bruschetta crisps, and four Kinder Buenos. <laughs> Okay. All, all of that oh, for a pound. That's a good deal, that. Yeah. I also I saw... I'm annoyed about this. Now I'm, I'm impressed by his thriftiness. I also saw a bandana dog leash. I just thought I'd let you know that I appreciate the recommendation. Right. He, I'm happy... Can I just say, a little moratorium here, a little bit of time out. I'm happy for Pete to read the emails. I don't think he should be selecting them anymore. <laughs> I wish you could see Luke's, Luke's face while that was all going on. the home on. life of, these, of some of the people that email in. What are you doing? I'm emailing a football show I like. What are you emailing about? The pound shop. Yeah. <laughs> It's demeaning. Get involved. Yeah, if Pete picks them, the Pete ones get through. All yeah. the pound shops in Hartlepool uh, have a, a 50p. picture. Of... <laughs> 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 there, used be, there used to be 50p shops, remember? Yeah, yeah I do. 50p yeah. shops. Yeah. One on Murray Street, lovely. Yeah. Um, no, on every pound shop, they've got a big, massive picture of a policeman. You know those cut-out yeah. policemen they put in yeah. slightly rougher towns? They Is go, we're watching you. <laughs> yeah. We're watching you and you, we will, uh, we will take you to court. Those shops all used to have a, um, a model uh, blind boy that you'd put a penny in his, yeah, that's right. in his, in head. his head. In a big wound in his head yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to compound yeah. problems oh. remember those penny squeaks <laughs> oh. M- must we go back to the no. Premier League chat no, no. 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 Oh, yeah. I remember those little those things you used to get on the bread that you used to put on your spokes yeah I remember yeah. all of it remember all of it Peter um, but, uh, you can't go spe- back can you you can't go back speaking, <laughs> of, the, speaking of the North East Crank is in trouble isn't he Middlesbrough lost 2-0 away to Stoke yeah, he's fa- I think he's next favourite. Um, if you're into all that sort of stuff, he's next favourite in the betting to to, to be the um, the mm. favourite to leave his position as a manager in the Premier League. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they they word the market quite that long as, no. I, just, as I just did, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it's f- funny, funny situation there because he seems to be doggedly sticking to mm-hmm. um, not not wanting to score goals. It's strange, and, and he doesn't seem to acknowledge that the amount of mental pressure that puts his defence under mm-hmm. is incredible, especially but, when they go one behind, which is what happens. Yeah, which, which, <laughs> like, that, as yeah. soon as that happened, I was like, nah. but that defence, you know. Statistically, has performed quite well. Really, well, I think if they even mm. just just change the balance a little bit, yeah, um, they would maybe even be be better because Stop the mental... playing seven at the back. <laughs> can, can you imagine the defenders just go? Can you just score one goal? Yeah. Just one goal. <laughs> we are doing our bit yeah. constantly. <laughs> We're doing our bit for the most part. <laughs> uh, um, good news for Stoke. Jack Butland could make his return in the next few weeks. That is a good. That, that, that is a be good. good. Um, shall we get on to uh, Liverpool versus London Spurs uh, against Everton? Um, was is the first one great? Yeah. Spurs. White Hart Lane is a fortress, ladies and gentlemen. It, they've set a club record in the Premier League. Nine league home games in a row. They've won. Um, they haven't lost at home in the league this season. Mm. Only twice have they failed to win at White Hart Lane in all competitions this season because the losses at home were in, in, in Europe, were at Wembley. Yeah. Um, and the last time they failed to win at the lane was a 1 1 draw with Leicester on the 29th of October. The other time was a 1 0 draw with Liverpool on the 27th of August. Yeah, it's some run. It's a, worthy, it's a run worthy of respect. And I think um, you can, you don't have to take my word for it. You can probably take Ronald Koeman's word for it because he changed his team um, or changed his dynamic as well and his tactics to, to, to try and stifle mm. Spurs. I think he thought, and rightly so, if we, if we, I mean, and Everton are probably the form team in the Premier League going into this game. By the way, mm. uh, they're more Swansea. Yeah. I think he thought um, if I try and match this Spurs team, I think we're going to get beaten pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he set up with. Uh, did he have uh, Driss Gay and Schneidlin and Gareth Barry? Brought Gareth Barry mm. in, didn't he? Three in front of a back four. So he knew what he was trying Stifle to do. Midfield. Um, which, by the way, if he carries on doing that, that's going to stop him getting the Barcelona job. So you should think about that. As well. <laughs> um, he. Um, well, there was a mention about him uh, linking into Arsenal as well. Oh, was there? Okay. Yeah. Um, he. 
but, but actually, for, what I was going to go on to say, just quickly, is for the mm. first 20 minutes or so, it sort of worked. Yeah. I mean, it was a very, very dull opening exchange for the first sort of third of the game. That's what you've got to do at White um, Hart Lane. And then Kane... If you're well, away. Well, then Kane, and then Kane scored that goal from nowhere. I mean, oh, you, you, mm. you can't really legislate for that. The keeper could have done a bit better, but when Kane got a player of that quality Such in that sort of form... a great striker of the and, ball. And, you know, I was interested in what Christian Eriksen said after the game. I read an interview with him today, and he said it really settled them down and, mm-hmm. and it, it made them play a lot better. And after that, I think they, they batted everything. Kane looks yeah. the business, doesn't he? People, he say he's still, people say he's not a world-class player. I was like, he scored that, that many yeah, goals. Yeah, you, last <laughs> week. <laughs> you were slating him last week. I was no, banging I was the drum not. for the lad. I was banging his drum. Yeah, but How Kane, dare you? He just looks the part, doesn't he? The way he plays, the way he carries himself. He looks like a world-beater. And let's hope that he can do that for England at some point it's, it's, in yeah, the next ten it, years. Isn't he the first player since Jimmy Greaves to get 20 goals for Spurs for three seasons in a row? Is that right? That's what I read that on the Ramble Twitter feed. Don't know who tweeted it. It wasn't me. Um problem for Spurs is they're probably going to get points docked for that um, celebration. Oh, good, they bloody should do. Yeah. Are they actually going to get points docked? It was, it yes, was the Pete, source. they're going to get points docked. Oh, right. Sorry, I, I, this topsy-turvy world, it, it yeah. could be true. I don't know where he is, Pete. You can't say anything. <laughs> I, I'm in the cavalier decision of sleeping from 11am till 5pm today. When did you get back from China? Uh, a week ago. Yeah, I don't you, know what's happened. It shouldn't still be happening. No, I just no. didn't know. It's the sort of thing like someone's 60-year-old mum said when they go to Greece for a week. <laughs> I just can't get used to it again. <laughs> get a grip of yourself. I mean, um, paella. <laughs> That's not even Greek. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's from Far East, Tom. That's why he goes out there so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, when you when you get there for the first time, you're the opposite to people who go, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> um, I was gonna, one of the things that fascinated me, I mean, well, the, the, the celebration after... The problem with the celebration is that... You a lot of pundits are over 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So that's what I was going to say. So you can't really have a pop at a couple of mid-20s guys, or in Ali's case, he's a lot younger than that, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Doing whatever they do. I mean, it's not, not for us as old men to understand that. Yeah. But the worst thing was, the guy who did the post-match interview might have been uh, Gary Thingy, who does deadline day it was just so cringe because yeah. the producer had obviously said to him right oi 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 ask him about the celebration <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like I don't really want to ask him about the celebration and he goes so uh talk us through the uh the uh the celebration did you, you practice that one and Deli Ali just looked at him like oh god <laughs> this is like being at home with my parents <laughs> I, I, I was I was I was on world news today as I, as I did um, you ever talk about it I had to flip and do it the, the presenter just went oh well here's the handshake oh, oh, you're you're going, what you, you had, had to do it you, you had to you were on television you were on CNN and you had to do it. Right, sorry, Did our producer just come in a shot and you did it with him? Pete, I, I was ask, like, any, Pete, Pete, ask any question you want. Right, yeah. I, I was like Zach Morris, by the way. <laughs> Well, you sat backwards on a chair. Oh. I had my baseball cap on backwards here. Oh, um, is it the worst day of your professional life? Boy, I, oh, I tell you Still what, that's a big old choice. You've been there <laughs> I need to know more about this. through the memories yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that it showed that uh, they all get on very well. Yeah, well, I, I've, 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 the thing is, they've been doing that celebration. That's not the first time. Been, no, no, but they've been honing it, haven't they? It's been mm. sort of developing over What's the season. What's it going to be at the end of the season? Well, that's what I mean, yeah. All numbers like, we, 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 we their winning record. I'm not saying we're doing this, but we shouldn't fall into the trap of being old and go, oh, look at those young people and like laughing at them. Yeah, but, 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 but that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why the Sky Sports guy... I was trying to be like him. It was just the most cringeworthy thing of the season for me. I was really interested in quite a cool little graphic that Sky Sports had before the game. Did you guys see it? How similar Harry Kane and Romelu Lukaku's stats are for mm. their entire career. Yeah, strange, I couldn't it? believe how close, how 
Very close they were. And, and obviously the difference being that, I mean, they're, they're different players, of and course. And people but. say that Romelu Lukaku isn't world class. <laughs> <laughs> Me last week. I can't. I've never heard of him. <laughs> uh, Pete, who is world class? Yeah. Uh, not, not including the people in this room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing you did on CNN. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think that's good? Okay, fair enough. That, yeah, Mark? that was a bit rich. A lot of people going, uh, oh, he's the best English striker since Gary Lineker. I was like, Alan you realise I'm on the Ramble Twitter page today? <laughs> yeah, I think pro- people probably did realise based yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> They got you. The torrent of animated gifts of Alan Shearer that can go on their way, yeah. How about this was something slightly different? Um, Ronald Koeman, a brewery in Barcelona, has brought out a beer for the 25th anniversary of the 1992 Barcelona Dream Team European Cup when the beer is called the Golden Koeman beer. <laughs> Are He's we, got a name. I, I wonder what beer we're going to be drinking at your wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is beer at your wedding, right? <laughs> free bar, brother. Free, free bra. Free, free bra? I'm back on CNN again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to move on to the results. Free bra. Was, was the wedding good? Yeah, you're free bra. We have a beer. Yeah. The prize it was were... confusing, but it was a brilliant day. Yeah. It was a lovely yeah. day. I got the stag do of the wedding mixed up. I need Taylor there to officiate it. Please have brought my backpack. It's the embarrassing mum again. <laughs> Back full of bras. Oh dear. Anyway, I thought you were going to give us a little bit of chat about Everton, your 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 pet your pet team at the moment. Yeah, you can do if you want. There, it was a shame for them because um, they gave a decent account of themselves. I thought they got battered. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Was I, I enjoyed the scoreline was mad, given yeah. how the game went. I said that to you on WhatsApp when we were yeah, watching the game. The last five I, I minutes was mad, though, wasn't it? It was like, what? What's just happened there? I, really, I, I tell you, what I really liked. I really liked that. And I, I, I'll be honest, I'm obviously not a Spurs fan. It was two one at the time. I would have loved it more if Everton had got the other end and scored an equaliser. But yeah. I loved it when Harry Winks clicked that ball in for Ali. For, for Ali, the third. A nice finish as well. Nine times out of ten, they're taking that to the corner, aren't they? Yeah. Which yeah. is a bit boring. I don't really like seeing that. So yeah. I pretty, particularly enjoyed that. Yeah, indeed, um, Liverpool they beat Arsenal three one. And uh, yeah. the, the, the big Veng's having trouble with Sanchez, Jim. Yeah, he is. Um, Arsenal, it's just, they have become like the football equivalent of last of the summer wine, haven't they? Every season is just old man falls downhill and it's been going on forever. <laughs> just can, for so long. Not I, in a I, think, I think Veng is getting confused about the bin day, about, yeah. about everything. He's wrestling with the recycling. He's yeah. probably a new recycling Oh, God, bin. I've taken Alexis Sanchez out and put him in the recycling bin. <laughs> I need him. Did you see what Sanchez put on Instagram? Yeah. About the the true warrior fights because he loves those behind him. Uh, take on the quote um, of English writer G.K. Uh, Chesterton. Yeah, I saw that. Field, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's, he's been fed that line. I think. Yeah, I reckon. A that. lovely line though. Joey Barton style. When he, when he <laughs> yeah. left uh, Sanchez out, you know what it reminded me of, and it might be one of the marquee, and I'm happy to be criticised. Hullet and Shearer. Um, it did remind me of that. Mm. It reminded yeah, me of that. Right. I thought a couple of papers picked up on that. You're, did they? You're yeah. scratching around for someone to blame, and you want to make uh, an example of someone. Why are you picking Alexis Sanchez? Why? Why pick? I, I, we don't know what's happened on the scenes. I mean, Wenger, as he would do, has said that you know there's not there's not been a bust yeah. off or anything like that. But why would you pick the, be- the player who's so much better than anyone else? And not yeah. only that, why would you put him on the bench? Do you not think? It, do why, you not think why, he's why quite? Just drop him because yeah, because yeah, you're, you're not you don't have the courage of your convictions and you're a bit scared you're going to get absolutely yeah. bombed. Yeah. And That's also, I mean, he, he had to sort of go back on that conviction and, and try and rectify it by bringing Sanchez on. And he obviously set up Danny Welbeck's goal as well. But Wenger's yeah. official reason that he put forward was that he dropped Sanchez to sort of effectively go long and bypass. Liverpool's midfield, which is why he started with Giroud. But what does that say about Arsenal, Arsenal's midfield? Like, yeah, I don't think our midfield's good enough, really. So <laughs> we're just gonna but, we're okay. just gonna try and cut them out completely. But, what, what, if you play long, but play Sanchez on the wing then. Yeah. <laughs> he's better than play him at centre back. Like he's yeah. better than any player on that in that also, team. Also, I mean, if if someone had. I mean, I don't want to get too too. I don't want to get personal about Wenger because he's a great servant to, to Arsenal and a fantastic manager and all that other stuff. But I will tell you something <laughs> now: ten years ago, 
if an opposite manager said that about Arsene Wenger's team, uh, playing against Arsene Wenger's team, Wenger would have been oh, very, absolutely. very sneery about that, oh, at course. the very least. And, and just the final point I want to make was, another bit of evidence that Wenger is sort of really struggling here and sort of scratching around, is that you've seen, if you've not watched Arsenal all se- uh, Liverpool all season, Surely you've seen them and how difficult they find it defending against the counter-attack. Yeah. Yeah. Alexis Sanchez, Danny Welbeck, yeah. Alexa yeah. Wobey, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. These are fast players who yeah. can punish a team who is susceptible to the counter-attack. Show how to frustrate Liverpool, mm. frustrate them because mm. that's the best way you can get out of them and, and hit them on the counter-attack. Mm. And it's not an asset for Arsene Wenger to continually stick to this really quite expansive system despite what he says and not have any adjustability in his tactics yeah. at nah. all. Just part, hit it long. Just hit it long. playing is he's massive. Yeah, hit it long. Yeah. Part of the problem with that though is that Arsenal's midfield genuinely doesn't seem to work, whatever combination it's in, and that means you don't you don't have that basis of which to to actually build from and, and you know play on the counter like that. So it's yeah, it's um, I, I don't they just to... look lost. They just the, they the, do. the team don't have a clear playing style, do they? I, yeah. don't, want, I don't want to simplify it too much because obviously it's a little more to it than that. But there's absolutely no reason to my mind where they can't play. They couldn't have played a back four. They could have played Alex Oxlade Chamberlain in that hole in midfield where he's looked quite good. Mm. They could have played Sanchez instead of a Wobi behind Giroud and well back out on the wing to threaten with pace mm. and just tuck in when yeah, Liverpool get the ball yeah, yeah. and then batter them on the break and, and Liverpool are very susceptible to that and they've shown time mm. and time again they but are but Liverpool's press was just was just too much for Arsenal because just Liverpool wanted it more clearly. They, they, played, they, played into they played into Liverpool's hands massively yeah. well buy next for Arsenal this week of course they'll but, probably win that but Wenger, yeah they win uh, 3-0 probably uh, Wenger, <laughs> Wenger said that uh, Arsenal are the best club in the world so uh, things uh, could be a lot worse. That's, I mean, that's, that's just words, isn't it? Yeah, OK. <laughs> How um, do I get out of this? <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's like the football equipment chucking a cat on the table. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we're going to talk more. Sorry, what? We're yeah, talk is, that, is that, is that what Peter somebody does? No, it's like, a, it's like an old political sort of... Um, oh, right. Thing. You, you say, to, to completely discombobulate the opposition, chuck a cat on the table. It's like yeah. a metaphor for so just... just Blinding them with mental stuff. Like a right, tradition okay. in the Moore family. That's what I do. Yeah, we, we, do it, we do it a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mostly, mostly at Christmas. We're going to talk more about uh, throwing animals and football after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Louis van Gogh, you got management master, the king amongst men. You big, bald bastard. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the preview show is out this Friday. Of course, it's sponsored by Bet365. And our man who did the bet of the week is not in the hot seat anymore, as you said earlier. It's already been mentioned. Ed Gibson, never darken our internet door again, please. (laughs) He did what? He did very well. He did better than anyone's ever done. He got got one right, and the guy before him got one right. So he's joint top. I thought he got two right. He's joint top with one. (laughs) 
I thought he got two. <laughs> like, like most of the Sunderland team, he's got one. Yeah. Uh, no, he's got on. one. Some of the Sunderland yeah. team. He's had his one. He got one, yeah. Um, um, so we need, a new, we need a new bit of the weaker suggestion, so fire them into the email yeah. uh, and we'll take a look. Oh, I'll take a look, because Pete can't be trusted. Uh, well, I can't be trusted. You just can't do the highlights of the week from the email. No. 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 I need an order in my life. I need an order in my life. Careful, remember, at the moment, Pete's doubling right down. Hole. So if you say Pete can't be trusted, then you're opening a, a can of worms. I think uh, Pete's opened every can of worms that's, <laughs> that's ever existed <laughs> in this show. That's where I keep my things. If anything, he's running out of cans. And then he puts all the worms back in different cans, <laughs> and then he reopens them again. Yeah, and that all the table go, look at that. That's strangely accurate to how this show works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't like any worms. Indeed, yeah. Um, let's go quickly to the championship. Um, uh, Newcastle, a great win, huge win mm. away to Huddersfield. They're five mm. points clear of Brighton, Peter. You must be you must be loving it. You've already packed your Premier League bags, presumably. <laughs> well, are you going to the Medeski on Tuesday? Um, no, I'm actually going to watch uh, them play Fulham on Saturday. Because so, okay. uh, they go to the Medeski on Tuesday night, very, very difficult. They're, they're doing an old-school beanback, which I quite like. Because it's not on uh, television, so they're beaming it back to St James's Park or somewhere near St James's Park. Beam back, yeah, they'll get, I love it, a beam they'll get back. it the next day. Putting it on telly. Back. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking on t- about? Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's not on telly. It's not on international telly. So the club have organised a beam back, where they beam back. <laughs> you just said it louder. The footage, yeah. really aggressively, to the like home it. team ground. You're assuming a lot of technical knowledge that other human beings don't necessarily have. <laughs> yeah. They're beaming back. <laughs> it's the same thing again. They're beaming. So they're they're, they're basically. <laughs> Using an internal television stream and taking it and, and, and broadcast, broadcasting it in Newcastle. So how, for those of them, doing that? How, are they getting, how are they getting this? Probably satellites, I imagine. Apart. To be honest, are you going to that? No. Why are you winning it then? I just want access to it. <laughs> <laughs> Can gonna, someone hook me up? So I want to make a semi-serious point that people, are, Marcus particularly, is very effusive about Newcastle's huge win. But Reading have got a very, very good home mm. record. Uh, tomorrow night they play there, and Reading's home record is better than Newcastle. Brighton are just having a bit of a stinker at the moment. Yeah, they really are. Stockdale in particular. Did you yeah. see that? Well, did, 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 effectively doing kick-ups, didn't um, they? Yeah. Against Forrest as well. Yeah, it, well it, it was didn't. a real confusion. It wasn't clear with the first Forrest goal. It was either Samalonga or um, Clough. The, the Sky re- reported it two different players about three or four times and I'm still not sure who did it definite dubious goals panel there I mean off the Feel pitch Forrest are an absolute shambles yeah. but I was surprised to see how good their record is at home I mean they're mm. actually quite decent they've got by far the best record in the bottom half of the championship at home So, do you remember a few years ago we always used to talk about the Reading surge when Reading mm. would surge up the league and, and uh, try and get a playoff spot and so often they would they're doing it now they are doing it now they're fifth aren't they I think uh, yeah Reading are going very well indeed um, they, uh, they're right up there but I, I think uh, the team that comes from well not nowhere of course you can't be nowhere and then, and then end up in the playoffs um, I think Fulham could be that mm. they, are, I mean, they have it, had a bit of a they're getting themselves together at the I, right I, time I don't like doing the old uh, cliche it makes me cringe a little bit but I, I've said it a few times over the last few weeks I do genuinely believe it's the case it's, the momentum thing is so important it is, mm. yeah. it's, it's important when you come out of be, potentially being relegated <laughs> from the Premier League but also going up the Championship Fulham what are they a few points four or five points behind with the game in hand yeah like that's that. right yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but they're playing Leeds this week they're playing Leeds Leeds got a good win um, as well, but uh, the big story in the championship. Come on, was David Nugent was the difference once again? He scored his first goal for Derby. That'll be up there for a career highlights with him, like being unveiled as a Pompey player alongside John Utaka. <laughs> oh, nice! Which is something that actually happened. Ah, <laughs> oh, yesterday. Didn't John yeah. Utaka cost about sixteen million quid as well? Some huge no, fee. Like, I can't remember the, the transfer fee, but the, the, that was his weekly wage. No, the, accept, <laughs> the accepted like fact at the time was he was being paid more than Cesc Fabregas. 
That's fantastic. I, I thought he was on 70 grand a week. Fantastic. Or something like that, yeah. Mm. Something like that. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. Money well spent. I mean, as, as you can probably tell, I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no repercussions, that kind of overspending, of course. Um, speaking of which, let's go to the Chinese Super League. Um, Carlos Tevez scored on his uh, Super League debut as uh, Shanghai Shinua won 4-0 against last season's champions, Wang Zhu. Gus Poit was very pleased with the win. He said, well, they know what we're about now because they beat the last season's champions 4-0. Yeah, last I heard about Gus Poit, and obviously details around the Chinese Super League are, are sketchy, chiefly because I'm not that interested yeah. um, is that Poyo was almost under pressure after the first game he had because they almost I don't think they qualified for the Asian Champions League well they were very right. close to not qualifying because right. they lost to Brisbane Okay. Um, so mm. she, clearly they've bounced back yeah. <laughs> with one right. match they, any, uh, any Chinese football noise I, I saw a couple of pictures uh, from the first weekend and the, the attendances were great no, okay. so high fives all around for um, that China is where is where the game originated from, right? Two thousand, two and a half thousand years ago. Yeah. I can imagine Pete dancing that. down a, a Chinese boulevard, mm. bare feet, a kicking, boulevard. A, kicking a straw. <laughs> What's that? What are the balls made of then, Jim? Like a straw thing or sort of a balled up sort of rags oh, or something so, like so, that. It's I mean, all in football ramble book. Yeah, it's all in well, the book. Some remember. traditions, I think in Brazil and stuff, there'll be like a sock stuffed with papers mm. or cool. something yeah. like that. Called Kuju. What I mean is Pete's got a, lo- a look of the old sort of, you know you see like the, the world's oldest photograph whatever from like 1830. Yeah. They, like they look like Pete, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, everyone looks like me. Yeah, that, yeah, that when true, I was yeah. in China, I came back to about 50 tweets of, look, Pete is playing for Man City. Look, Pete is in Homeland. Look, Pete is that man out of tea bag prison break. Pete's trying to get into my house. <laughs> Wait, sorry, sorry, that is actually Pete. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it annoy you that they're all more successful than you? Yeah. No one ever says, oh, look at that homeless man, it looks like Pete. <laughs> so, yeah, they do that. does that mean you're the worst man in your genre of man? Mm. Yeah. That's a shame, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, I don't even know what my genre is. <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge. Yeah, I got told no. a lot of Wurzel Gummidge, and I uh, used to get told a lot of like, Colin Montgomery. So. Honey Monster? Yeah. <laughs> Colin Montgomery. I'm a Honey Monster, I get that one. Somebody, yeah. somebody once described you as a burst horse hair sofa, which I quite That was like. you! you <laughs> 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 oh, was it was me. Oh, sorry. Some wit. Some wag. Was it Oscar Wilde? Yeah. 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 So wild, yeah. You do look like you started doing an Alan Shearer celebration because you said that. Somebody said that. I lose track of my brilliance. Allow me. I lose track of my brilliance. Brilliant. I, the, there we I, go. The best thing I ever heard was when someone just. Oh, well, it was me, was it? Oh, I come up with so many brilliant things. I lose track of it. Perfectly honest with you. Um, oh well. Diego Maradona. Yeah. He's been offered a huge deal to come out and uh, go to China and help grow football in schools around that, the country there. That vague. can't end badly. Maradona in schools. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a listen, Deftones video, listen. back to school, where Chino Moreno's just standing on the jet tables. Yeah, just can, wreaking havoc. You can pay him, but he ain't growing shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love as well that this, is, this has come through his lawyer. Oh, yeah. And I love that he basically has a lawyer instead of an agent, because it's just, just quicker. Exactly. Might as well, yeah. he's he's not, not, well be the same guy. The two. He's not CBT I mean, are, you, are, you a law- are you a lawyer? Yeah. I mean, can you do agent work as well? It's, it's essentially just answering the phone. Yeah, yeah fine, yeah. I'll do that as well. No this is for Diego Maradona. All oh, right, okay. I'm going to need another five year study. Yeah. Um, uh, the lawyer said that the talks are more than advanced okay. for this deal. Okay. So, uh, so if they're more than advanced, surely they're done. Yeah, well, you would think <laughs> um, they're just about done. They need to get out the contract from Dubai because uh, China's come along. Basically, go where the, the next sort of uh, big yeah. pot of cash is. And that's yeah. sort of fair enough, isn't but it? I, I mean,. Uh, a lot of the things Diego Maradona has done are dreadful. I hope not, we haven't got time to go into that. But he's the one of the, arguably the greatest player the world's ever seen. Yeah. I mean, if the man can't make a pound note and he's retired, no, well, what's the world coming to? You know what I mean? Well, he can. Yeah, he shouldn't so have to travel fine. that far. 
No, but uh, he, he his work ethic isn't brilliant. John Utak, John Utak has earned more in his playing career than Maradona did, probably. No, no, but come on, that's different. You know, that's that's that's. that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's doesn't seem different. That's a sign of the time. Stop on a John Utak. Listen, fault. listen. If he played for Newcastle, fair enough, he'd be in a sea of players. Well, exactly. We've got the same. Yeah, he probably wouldn't even break the top ten. But Pompey, he's the Nadir. The absolute Nadir. He's like Emre level. Yeah, he's pretty really <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh. Albert Luque. Imagine the state of the club that you support is that John Utaka will just be just another player. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we go to the highlights of the week? Yes, yeah, we shall. Weekend. The highlights of the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm going to start off with this one. It's an email, actually, Peter. So up yours. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, hang must on. have missed this one. Yeah, yeah. Came, egg on my face. Stealing yeah. material of each other. Or content, to, rather. That hot air sofa's talking again. <laughs> Yeah, I found a pound, yeah. note, a pound coin down the back of it. Do you want it yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Luke, is... would you like to respond to a third of the world's population? No, because this is... <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is my section, Marcus, and I don't need to. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, is from, this is from Taylor Wilson, who emails in and gets in contact quite regularly. Um, but this one particularly, I couldn't, I couldn't go by without including it. He says, my heart of the week has uh, been the inevitable and typical goings-on at Fratton Park. Taylor's a, Taylor's a Pompey fan. He says, after a 3-0 win over Carlisle that saw automatic promotion getting closer, Pompey drew one with Morecambe and then drew, lost at home to crew at mm. uh, the weekend which was so infuriating <laughs> I can't tell you but anyway that's not the point the point is his <laughs> highlight of, 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 of the last week or so, so is a Southampton fan uh-huh. I don't know if you guys saw this <laughs> in the game against Morecambe last Tuesday a Southampton fan mm. halfway through I think um, the first half stood up in the middle of the fratten end pulled his jacket off had a Southampton polo shirt on and started screaming there's only one team in Hampshire only one team oh in my Hampshire God. right he, uh, you wear the full kit. He then began to swing a Santa flag around his head. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Where did that's he get that from? Before the stewards, the stewards piled in and grabbed him. Yeah. Um, a couple of people were throwing it. There was a bit of amateur video footage of it. Mm. Um, a few people throwing a few big swinging haymakers yeah, at him, yeah, as you'd yeah. expect. I obviously don't condone that, but it's obviously going to happen. Um, apparently then, um, according to Freddie Webber, who also got in touch, um, he was mobbed by the supporters and ejected by the stewards. Uh, he never got his scarf back, which was then ritually burned at half-time by all the ports of fans. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Imagine doing that. Just Imagine crazy. allowing them to burn a, a scarf. He's mugged so, us um, off. Right, we've got to we've got to do something. Cheers, for, cheers to Taylor and for Freddie for getting in touch with that. Um, here we go. Uh, let's get Going back into the more traditional highlights. <laughs> Pete, this yeah. is one for you, mate. So you All might right. want to get involved here. Uh, I mean, this is genuinely worrying for you. So okay. I mean, far away. Craig Tompkinson says my highlight the, the last week was hearing Pete threaten to flatten in quotes my good friend Barry Williams on Friday's show. <laughs> I don't remember that. Why? Well, this is your problem, pal. Well, you don't remember all your brilliance, yeah, do you? Yeah. <laughs> the I throw so many out. According to Craig, the truth is, while I imagine that Pete has a Moyes-esque, wiry, never-say-die fighting quality, well, he doesn't. He's small. <laughs> uh, Barry is an actual unit. This is not just a polite way of saying he's a bit fat sort of unit, more, is that a man or a walking refrigerator sort of unit? <laughs> it's a beef that I personally would like to see run and run, so just to keep things moving, Pete Barry also said he thinks Sir Les Ferdinand is a big daft twat. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Hashtag Ramble Fight Club, it's on. Yeah. I was annoyed that um, Twitter doesn't have any Les Fernand animated GIFs. Now, don't change the subject because I'm going to finish off this by well, saying, okay. Craig, get your mate Barry along to a Lex Live the show. Fridge. Do. Oh, Fridgey. We will not stand in your way. No, <laughs> I don't even remember threatening to flatten this guy. Well, Charlie Platt says, while Moyes took the Sunderland players on a team building trip to New York, obviously didn't work, uh, Felix Magat forced his Shadong Luheng team to climb a mountain totaling 1,553 <laughs> metres in order to build morale. <laughs> Yeah. Still doing it. Where are you? He's got a cattle prod. Just come on, you're going it. up there. Yeah. I like to think he's found his area, let's yeah. say, in the world. Um, <laughs> so so th- thanks for that, Charlie. This is a good one from Aaron McAleese. Uh, Aaron says, um, my heart is Brendan Rogers having consistent digs in the Scottish Premiership. 
This is a direct quote from Brendan Rodgers, apparently. St Mirren at the bottom of the championship, but they are the best team we've played domestically this season. Oh. What a dig. What, what a dig. Um, ben Bennett, um, a former Premier League referee, has opened up about his experiences on the field, but agreed only to do so under the cover of anonymity. This is a quote from it. I remember sending John Terry off in a game versus Man City and he knocked on my dressing room door after the game. Don't join MI5, Mark Halsey. And I'll finish off with Matt Hyde. The Hyde's. secret referee. Yeah, I'll finish off with Matt Hyde. He says, uh, My heart thought it was going to watch my beloved Exeter City play away at Crawley. I happened to tell someone that I actually only lived down the road in sunny Surrey and was accused instantly of being a glory supporter. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> uh, we've got to mention a highlight it was uh, Sam Clucas's goal against Leicester and that he's now scored in each of England's top five leagues in just oh, wow. five seasons. Good for him. Nice. That's a That's great, lovely, a yeah. great stat. But another did you hear about the Real Madrid players having a, a team meeting ahead of their match? I think it was on Friday they had this, right. and when they were they were expressing some opinions, and, and people were saying that Ronaldo, you know, when we win he wins, and when we lose he has a go at everybody. We're having yeah. a go at Ronaldo being a bit selfish, and Sergio Ramos jumped in and defended him and said, "Here we all have to defend and run. The only one who doesn't have to run is Cristiano because he gets sixty goals." I think that's one of those annoying ones where you think, "No, it's fine. Oh, one rule for you, and one." Oh, but I see one. But Marcus, it's yeah. fair. But Christian, I'll just add to it by saying Cristiano Ronaldo should want to run. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well if he runs the show, really. Yeah. Efficiency is, you yeah. know. Um, my highlight of the week was Dries Mertens. Did you see that? He scored oh, a goal for Napoli. And yeah, he, yeah he, he celebrated by cocking his leg on the yeah. uh, on the corner flag. No actual we, but just, just bizarre. <laughs> Reminiscent of, um, of the famous Nigerian celebration back in the 90s. 94, mm. was it? 94? It was 94, yeah. yeah. Um, I speaking of Napoli, by the way, did you see Pepe Reina's save? Oh, it's right unbelievable. It's one of the best saves I've ever seen. I'm going to yeah. check that out. Um, it kept him in the game as well, didn't they? Won. It was late it was on as well. They were turning up. Big win. I'll describe it for you really briefly. Someone has a shot from, I think, just outside the area. And... Rain is fully going one way. Yeah. Um, it hits the defender, loops up, and it's going in the top corner. Right. He changes his weight, claws it out. It's behind him. It's like yeah. it's behind him to the extent of well, that Seaman save at yeah. Wembley that time. He claws it right at the top corner, pushes it onto the bar, and then uses his feet to clear it away. It's, it's, amazing. A, it's well worth checking and out. And there's a player bearing down on him when yeah. he clears it. As Fantastic. Well. So much to do. Could Liverpool do it. with him? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe so. Um, uh, any more for any more? I think we're done, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget the preview show out this Friday. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, don't forget Instagram. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, Say goodbye. goodbye, Peter. Follow us. And goodbye from me. Barry says, I came into work dressed as Pete, an author, for World Book Day, but security confiscated my shirt as it was offensive. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Ah, good. Well, um, I'm going to flatten him and he'll be flat Stanley. Stop threatening people. <laughs>